Hello, hello, everybody. It's Jay Chatfield. I'm in my new temporary place. I know, you know, this is my background change, but this is my new temporary place. And, you know, the information has to keep going and flowing. I'm here today with another amazing guest for Loving Yourself to Life, where we are here to heal, kill, destroy, motivate, and inspire you to live however that may look to you. We're not concerned about what other people think, right? We only want you to love you and do the things that you like to do because when you love you, the things that you do comes out on the outside and everyone around you will find it. that it's, Life is better when they're around someone who loves themselves to life. I'm just saying. All right, so today we have... On Loving Yourself to Life, we have our guest is Kathy Nesbitt. She is a health and wellness advocate. Kathy is the founder of Kathy Crawley Composters. I hope I said that right because I kept looking at it forever. It's like, is this composters or composters? But we'll get that together. Kathy's Sprouters and Kathy's Laughter Club. Mm. She is a multi-award winning environmental innovator who uses workshops and inspirational speaking to motivate people to live a more sustainable life. Now, she started laughter yoga at a time when she was struggling with all the negative energy folks were sending her way. Wow. But it was more about an important mission for her. Daily laughter is now a huge part of her health plan. Kathy is an avid cyclist and gardener. Mm -mm. I love me some gardening. Everybody, welcome Kathy Nesbitt. Woo -woo -woo. <laughs> In the room. <laughs> you guys, I didn't even read everything she does, but the stuff I read, I have like questions. She's, I'm going to let her talk about her, her worms. Um, no, she doesn't have worms. <laughs> But all right, but we're going to talk about that. So, welcome to loving yourself to life, where it is all about you and you um, loving yourself in this world that wants to turn you on yourself. Mm, what do you feel that. about loving that? myself? What? How do you feel about that? The distractions that the world sends you to to turn on yourself, right? Ah, when because loving yourself is the opposite of fear. Like right now we're in this fear state and when we're in fear, that's how, when we can really be controlled and it's not a conspiracy, anything. It's like, we really have to be in control of our own and love is opposite of fear. When you're in love, fear disappears. It's like light and dark. When it's light, the dark is gone. One candle makes the darkness go. So when we add love, it just, um, Oh, brings us back to present and yeah what do I think about it I think it's a crazy time I think about the Jason movies did you grow up on Jason movies because there's like they're like on Halloween 815 now right <laughs> uh, you know when I was a teenager my friend and I would um go to those crazy scary movies and then we'd walk home we'd be so scared we'd dash and walk in the middle of the street so we didn't have to go near any cars <laughs> Why do we scare ourselves? Yeah, and so I can't watch those movies now. Now I'm I had enough of those. Well, <laughs> and real life is too is scary enough. <laughs> it is. It is. It's, it's what's really crazy is I look back at those movies, 
And the people who die first, are they either usually say they're going to die first or they don't know what their strength is against Jason. So I look at them like, oh my gosh, every time it's just a, a more enlightening, like you trip and fall, like you didn't know you was clumsy. So don't run through the woods. You know what I'm <laughs> That's the worst place. To <laughs> People, I mean, come on now, you know, it's, it's just crazy. So tell us about Kathy, tell us about your beginning and um, just how you came to be today. Yeah, thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for the opportunity. Um, so I grew, grew up in Toronto, largest city in Canada. And in 93, I bought a house outside of the city because, you know, like most of our urban places, you can't live there because it's too expensive. <laughs> At 93, so I moved out and, oh, I couldn't believe I was so excited, had a garden and I could start composting. And yeah, and a teacher friend, and this was 93, asked me to look after her worm bin. <laughs> and I didn't want worms in my house. This is indoor composting that I'm advocating for. Um, but I, I come from a place where I think we should try things. You know, people will say, oh, you won't like that. No, don't tell me what I'm going to like or not like. Let me try it and see. <laughs> so I took on the challenge because as an avid gardener, I knew the value of the compost that the worms create. They turn organic matter, you know, or food scraps and our paper into black gold or compost that we can use in our garden. Uh, so I took on the challenge and it was a disaster. I had fruit flies and it was awful. 93. <laughs> uh, okay. So I was like, I'm never going to do this again, but I did manage to keep the worms alive for the summer and get the black gold. And then fast forward, I was getting my psych degree, 15 years, stay in school. You'll get there. <laughs> um, and I got a job at a group home working with challenged adults. They had 10 homes and a farm and they didn't compost. And I was like, huh, why don't they compost? And when I spoke to them about, you know, why don't you compost? They said, we don't need the fertilizer because we have cows. And I was like, wow, people don't connect what they're doing. Um, this is a really long intro, but I'm getting there. <laughs> um, so no, I'll take your time. This is interesting. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So I was like, wow, people don't connect what they do. They're creating all of this food waste. Like anyone that eats, all of us, we produce a certain amount of food waste. And, and then we're paying to get rid of it on the other side. So instead of, you know, paying to dispose of it, why not use it and turn it into something better? I think that composting is a magic process, even without worms. So with worms, it's even more magic. So uh, what happened? Then the greenhouse manager said, um, hey, why don't, because I pro proposed to them, hey, why don't you do composting? Well, we don't need the fertilizer because we have cows. The greenhouse manager said, why don't we do worm composting? So I don't know if you've ever done anything where you're like all excited, it's going to be great. And then it doesn't work out like you think. So you're like oh. all the time, <laughs> right? Everyone's done it. Um, the and challenge then, is sticking with it. Right. And then someone says, yeah. Hey, Jay, why don't we, and whatever it was. And you're like, you get that feeling in your stomach. Like, nah, mm. I, I tried that. I didn't like that. Yes. Um, but then I was like, Hmm this is an institution. They're not going to get worms right away because they need to get the money. They need to have meetings. They need to decide if it's a good idea, whatever, all those things, right? It's going to take months, maybe mm -hmm. years, <laughs> maybe never. <laughs> right. So I started right. to do research and I was like, so I was introduced first in 93. I want people to pay attention that sometimes it takes time to, to get to where we're, we're going. It's, it's a journey. Okay. So 93, now 2000 or 99. 
um, I get this message. I start doing research. I'm like, wow, these worms, they eat half their weight per day in food scraps. They turn garbage into gold. They had five hearts each, right? They're magic creatures. And I was like, oh my God, my fear shifted. My fear of the worms and like thinking they're gross was shifted to love and awe. <laughs> okay. Right? Where I was like, holy cow, we right. all need these worms. Like they're beautiful. We're here we are paying all this money to dispose of this garbage when we could turn it into something beautiful to grow more. Okay. So then I'm like, oh my gosh, this is beautiful. I got injured at work. It, it became a love affair for you. Right? I, I, it, I started to love the worms and realized mm -hmm. everybody needs this. And I'm really on purpose. So I'm getting to the end. <laughs> Not the end of my life. The end of the story. Okay. <laughs> so Toronto, I mentioned Toronto for a reason. Six million people, half living in condos. 2002, our landfill closed and we started exporting garbage to the United States. Mm. A thousand trucks a week. Yikes. Wow. Oh my gosh, Canada is the second largest country in the world. Second largest. Why couldn't we find a place to put our garbage in our own country? Because it's so beautiful there. <laughs> you have a lot of beautiful, like there's a lot of beautiful unclaimed land. You know what I'm saying there? It's beautiful. And they and you guys know it. We just ain't smart enough. Let me stop. I'm not going to talk about the U.S. like that. No. But I am just not smart, smart enough to know. We, we they take advantage of an opportunity real quick. It was a business exchange. Yeah, yeah. About money, right? So so mm. what? You're getting our garbage, but we're paying a lot of money for the privilege to dispose our garbage, right? Okay, right. Whatever. I have a hopeful solution: indoor, <laughs> indoor composting with worms, right? Who doesn't want worms in the house? <laughs> well. <laughs> They're better than cats, but okay. Well, no, no, I like cats too, but you know, it's it's better to have a thousand worms in than ten cats in your house. Well, true enough. Yes, they right. No offense, cat people, but hey, we had eleven cats, so I know. Wow. Growing up, we had, yeah. and they just kept having babies. We know they do. Yeah, but you didn't have any mice, <laughs> snakes either. I mean, there were there's pro there's a lot of pros, but ooh, okay. <laughs> but anyway, I did to get off worms. subject. Yes, back to the worms. <laughs> we do like worms in the house. Okay, here we go. Yeah, it's so beautiful. Really, it's a beautiful thing. And for anyone that's listening, thinking, "Oh my God, worms in the house." That's that's gross. Stay stay tuned. <laughs> so this is indoor composting with worms. Same idea as outdoor composting, done inside. So the worms are in a container, say like um I don't know a rubber made toad or something with a lid, holes in the lid. It's aerobic. So the worms need to breathe. It's oxygen. It's not going to smell like rotting food um, because it's aerobic. So you have your, the bedding for the worms is your shredded paper, could be leaves, straw, cardboard, a little bit of soil. The worms are really the soil makers. Um, so a little soil, um, some eggshells, water, and you mix all that up. Then you add your worms in, red wiggler worms, beautiful, cute little worms. <laughs> Um, add them on top, and then they naturally make their way in. And when you're feeding the worms, they eat, eat your food scraps. So all of your fruit, vegetables, coffee, tea, cooked pasta and rice, um, beans, grains, plant clipping. I'll give you a list of what stays out. It's much shorter. No meat, no dairy, no sauce. Leave it out if you're not sure. 
anything that might be harmful to the worms, you want to leave that out. Um, so you bury the food in the bedding so you don't get fruit flies and rotate around your bin. The worms will eat everything. Um, and then about three to five months, you have a bin with black gold, even though you're adding food as you go. At a certain point, you'll um, empty it. My aunt is a gardener, and I really like this episode because there are people who are looking for that, just that sustainable, mm. you know, everything's going that way. I don't know if, Yay. You know, I, I, I'm interested. That's why I told my husband, you know, our next place, <laughs> I would love at least three acres because mm. an acre of that would be for growing, um, you know, essential foods to keep you, you know, together. Not, you know, we, we're not making rice and grains, but you can live well off of that. Because my aunt is a gardener and she makes collard greens and all types of things, potatoes in her garden, right? Mm. So I mentioned to you that we used to go dig for worms and we used to keep them in the styrofoam. Um, you're saying a plastic one, but you can also, I don't know how you feel about that. And I'm asking you, can you, we kept ours in the styrofoam bin with the holes on top of them. Mm -hmm. And we would put a couple in the sides. Perfect. I don't know, because that's what my uncle told us to do. We just followed instruction. And we would use them to go fishing. That's what we would use them to go. But not, when you say that black gold, that's what we had to go get them out of. The, the soil was so rich, mm. so black. And so, it was just like... Literally, I have a fascination with dirt. I didn't know you guys didn't know that, but um, it was so to get them out of like it's not icky and dirty, and the worms aren't slimy. I don't know if anybody ever had any, but they're not like that. You could literally just pick them up and throw them because you don't want to hurt them mm. with like tongs or something. You can if you know what you're doing, but honestly, I mean, you're more of an expert than me, but we would just pick them up and put them into the styrofoam bins and use them to go fishing the next day. Now we didn't keep them, but now I kind of wish we did, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, but honestly though, Kathy, you can't, it's hard to find that dirt. One moment. <laughs> oh, the home office. What, what joy. <laughs> Anyway, so I can always cut that stuff out, but um, yeah, I share. We, I'm still sharing an open space with other people that's about their agenda. Mm. As you can see, we need to sharpen a pencil right now. <laughs> so, so anyway, I think that's a wonderful idea for you know keeping your compost and making your rich soil dirt yeah. um, for what for the stuff that you need. Right. Yeah. So you t do you teach this or is this something that you is this a, a like are these workshops? What do you how do you do this? Yeah, thank you. So 2000 and 2002, I started my worm empire <laughs> and, you know, I set up tables because I was like, wow, everybody needs what I have. So I'm going to give you some beautiful statistics about these beautiful creatures, 800 to 1000 red wigglers in a pound five hearts each, four to 5,000 hearts in a pound of worms. Like that's got to be pretty darn loving. <laughs> Talking about loving yourself, the worms. Can you imagine? 
They're hermaphrodites, meaning. <laughs> well, I think there's something for everyone, but you just need to embrace your, you know, somebody may talk to you and say, we're having a conversation. And the first thing you start talking about is worms. Well, because you love it so much. Yeah. It's just like you talk to someone and they start talking about their kids all day. You're like, does she not have her own life? Why is she already? Why is she always? But it's because this is something that you love. And but I came to it from fear, though. I was afraid at, at the beginning. I believe this mm. is why I was put on the planet. Oh, okay. That's why I was saying, like, to, in 93, I was introduced. I didn't know of vermicomposting before, but it was a teacher friend, looked after her bin, said, no, not for me. Because <laughs> I didn't want to touch the worms. I would, they were gross, icky, right? And then fast forward, then I got the job at the group home. They didn't compost then worm composting was mentioned again that I did research. Then I was like, Oh my gosh, they're beautiful. Mm -hmm. Then our landfill closed 6 million people half living in condos mm. without space for outdoor composting. So, so replace Toronto with any urban center, right? Chicago, New York, Ooh. right? San Francisco, Los Angeles, right? I don't know. Go ahead. There's so many around the world, right? So many urban centers without space. Or maybe you have a little teeny backyard and you don't want to put take it up with a composter, maybe, um, right? So yeah, I've, yeah, they have the stand up ones though, the ones that are to all now. Yeah, right. But maybe you don't want to have that in your backyard. Or maybe you have raccoons. Raccoons, Ooh, yeah. right? they can get into the worm bin or the composter. Forget about trying to keep them out. <laughs> they work with the squirrels. <laughs> yeah. Right. Or on the opposite end, you're up at the cottage in, in you know, bear country. You don't want to attract bears oh, yeah. or coyotes mm. or wolves. You don't want to attract them to your yard. Um, so indoor composting is suitable for everywhere in the world. And that's my goal is to put worms in every living space. So you ask, how do I do this? So I would have a table at all these fairs and I don't know, farmers markets and trade shows, wherever I could have a table, I would have a booth. And I was all excited. Everybody needed what I had. <laughs> we don't buy what we need, though. That's the challenge. I didn't know. <laughs> and then uh, I was like, oh, my gosh, people are afraid of worms like I was. And I think because I have worms, not here what, that I sell worms, <laughs> um, it kind of gives people. <laughs> I was going to say, you're pretty open and talking about your internal worms here. <laughs> I know we just met, but uh <laughs> <laughs> not that kind of worms, folks. Stay tuned. <laughs> um, yeah, and I was like, oh my gosh, because I have this thing that people, you know, for the most part, worms aren't really a favorite thing. They're not like bunnies or or something cute and cuddly. Um, so people had it seemed that people had the opportunity to say whatever they want, like a horrific experience that they had with worms as a child, you know, often in the schoolyard, someone might have chased them a sibling or something, who knows. And I was like, how am I going to do this? If people are afraid of worms, if you're afraid of something, you're not looking for that as a solution and especially not to invite it into your house. So I started to take on school workshops. So I do incredible, super fun, interactive worm workshops going into class. And I was like, now I just have to wait 20 years for the students to have buying power. This is my 20th anniversary, 2022. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity. That is special. That yeah. is, you know what? Thank you. That is really, you got my mind twirling now. Thank Who you. would like to learn about worms other than where the fear can start from? A child. Right. 
Yeah. Because when I was a child, like I said, during this time, I wasn't more than nine years old when we used to go pick up. They was like, let's go get worms. I'm like, okay, hey, you know, it wasn't until I got adult, an adult and I think I was bit by a spider. So when I was bit by a spider, everything was a spider that was going to bite me. And then you just don't realize worms can't bite you. I used to play with roly polies because roly polies in that soil too, which it helps it, right. you know? So I was like, ah. Oh. What a great idea. Like, this would be great for homeschoolers, too, which I homeschool. Yeah. And um, we have our little garden. It's great. It's, it was really funny is when I started my garden at our house and um, I bought an avocado tree and had a lime tree. I had bell peppers. I had all these things. Mm -hmm. My neighbor came over. She says, I have a gift for you. And I'm like, cool. She's bringing me another tree. She came over with a box of worms. <laughs> <laughs> she did and she was like this is going to help you mm. and then that's when we had that that freak freeze so i think they all kind of not made it in some kind of way maybe because i just put them in the pots mm -hmm. you know my bad you know i know they coming back you know <laughs> the worms <laughs> but um that was interesting like you say you never know what you need until you kind of see it like when you said at your at your markets but that is an awesome idea to teach kids about it. Yeah. I well, during this cuckoo time, during this uh, time that we've been shut down, schools, open schools, closed, like in Ontario, at least I don't think it's Canada wide. I think it's by each province, but um, we're shut down again. Our schools are closed for another three weeks. Um, oh, your schools are shut down? They're shut down. They were shut down for most of last year. I mean, it's just been, it's, wow. it's a cuckoo time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, and 2020, they were as, as soon as like in, I think it was March, 2020, we had March break and then, and then we didn't go, they didn't go back to school um, until September and it was, yeah. And like I said, that's why I, you know, one of the, well, it wasn't that I've been homeschooling for nine years Yay. and, um, I'm always wanting to get them into things that they never thought that they would ever. Mm. Cause I saw so many things as a young, as a young kid, I, like my, like I know my listeners is like, Latanya used to deal with worms. Yeah, <laughs> I did. <laughs> I've had, you know, I have a lot of experience because we just was taught by people like, you know, the seasoned generation, Thanks. you know, we hung Love out that. with our grandparents, you know, right? and they showed us, you know, even healing methods that I'm that I'm now using today on myself and my kids. And and then now with the worms, like I think I'm gonna have to bring them back into my life. You yeah. are you were talking about soil and loving the soil, having uh -huh. this uh, thing with the soil. The worms are the top people, <laughs> the top people, they're the top ones, characters. You talked about roly polies, they're also the ancients. Oh, I had the gift, the magic gift one day. I was doing a, a workshop and I had a bug garden <laughs> and it had roly polies in there. It was so beautiful. And for anyone that homeschools, this is a beautiful thing to do. You get a like a, a container, like a Tupperware container, poke some holes, you know, not too deep. You can, can you do it in a glass container? You can absolutely, yes. Because I can. was thinking that would be pretty cool to just kind of let them. We did a seed thing when they were little, like we put the seed in there and we watched it grow mm. from the growth. You know how they have those little kits? Yeah. And we watched it grow from the root. Yeah. And I think I think my I know my seven year old and my ten year old. I don't know about my twelve year old because she's a girl. No, but don't say it doesn't that. Matter. Well, you're right. I was gonna say it doesn't matter, yeah. but I know her. So. Yeah. <laughs> 
Okay. So they would no, yeah, because again, uh, but my kid, but my but my sons, I think they would appreciate looking at it and seeing it instead of taking the top off every day. Oh, yeah, you know, they would talk to it and all kind of stuff. You trying to feed it spaghetti, like you said, that's something that they don't need to eat. You know, so I think that's very fascinating. But those bugs give live birth. Those roly polies, they give mm -hmm. live birth, and there's they have about twenty or thirty. And I, I'm doing this because. I had the privilege of one like having ha hatch having babies on my right, right, hand while I was while I was in their kindergarten class and I was like I was freaking out I was like oh my gosh I called the teacher I was like oh my gosh you got to show the kids like line the kids up we got to show them all these little babies <laughs> I will tell you I would love for a person like you to come to my class as boring as it was when I <laughs> Someone with your light to come and teach me about that. I would be asking for you to be in my class. If I, even if I wasn't a teacher, I'd be like, she got to come back every Friday, y'all. <laughs> well, I you know, I, I on that note, you know, I was like, I have to wait 20 years to have buying power. But then I, um, you know, I, I'm meeting people now, young folks that I was in their class and now they're in university. And like, the, it's more than once where I, I'm exhibiting, not during this cuckoo time, but, you know, exhibiting and people come up to me and say, oh, you came into my grade three class and da da do. And because of you, I'm studying environmental studies. And I'm just like, oh, wow. Sometimes we don't ever know what impact we have on people. You know, we, I, I think if we, if we operate our life going through just loving ourselves first and then sharing that love, like just showering everyone with love and just greeting everyone like you want to be greeted. It sounds cliche because you never know when you're going to affect somebody, when you're going to change somebody's life. True. And, every, and so what I like about this is, like I said, everybody doesn't like the mainstream stuff because there's things that they push and you'd be like, oh, you know what? I think I like that. You know, but now that people are wanting to garden and they're like, how can I have a healthy garden? Um, there's, you know, I'm talking to my friends and they're like, should I use neem oil to keep away the, you know, the bugs? Or how am I going to do this? Or how am I going to do that? How do I keep chemtrails from falling on my garden? I mean, it's a whole lot of things now that people are thinking about that they're having to go back mm. and kind of reel in that knowledge. So... Here's the thing about the soil. When we look after the soil, the soil looks after the plant. Nothing for us to be done. Um, that there, there are always pathogens there, um, but they can't get to the plant because the plant is protected. Like I, I, I look at, um, like compost is great. Worm compost is supercharged. It's like super great, and it's more processed by nature. And it actually has a protective gel around the plant, around the, like each castings, each little worm poop <laughs> is like a little time release capsule. And so it goes to, it's, it's instant plant food and it protects the plant. And I, I, I say to the children when I do workshops that when you, we look after the soil, the soil has a very strong immune system. So yes, there are things in there that would be like, oh, look at that plant. I'd like to go and take a nibble, but oh, there's a, like a force field, a, on there they can't get there okay so it goes somewhere else looking for the weak root okay just like if we have a weak immune system and somebody sneezes um you know 
if we have a strong immune system, it might be like, ah, gross, you know, stop it. <laughs> right? Wash your hands, of course. Of course, protect yourself, all of that. But we're probably not going to get it. The, the thing is just going to bounce off us, where if we have a weak immune system, we may get that thing too. Great illustration. I love that. Thank you. That was good. I'm going to have to go back and look at that because I like it. That's how you explain how you don't get and you know, you don't attract certain things. Right. Um, by the way, I apologize, guys. I kind of snorted a little bit um, when she was talking. Got this little sinus thing that comes up every year during this cedar time in um, Texas. And um, there's so many things. I always say try things until you figure out what works for you. Because sometimes, you know, someone was like, you need to ingest pine pollen. But I was like, it's cedar. <laughs> no, what? You know, <laughs> so so anyway, I'm trying some different things because this would usually last from January to, to like beginning of April. And I ain't got time to be sounding like this for the rest. No, no. So I'm working with it, guys. So I want to shift gears just a little bit. Now, well, not really, but just, you know, a little bit. So is there a direct relationship between sustainable living and self-improvement? I don't know why this question popped into my head. Do you think, is, a, is that a self-improvement thing when you go into sustain, sustain, sustainable living? What do you think about that? Yeah, I th oh, that's great. I think um, self-improvement, not necessarily, but I believe if you're taking care of yourself and always looking to improve, hopefully you are, because when we're growing, we're not decaying. Things are never static. People are like, oh, I'm looking for balance. It's, it's a myth. There's no balance. Nature is always like what, you know, always growing or decaying. So we need to always be um, looking to grow. I don't mean economy buying, whatever. I just mean our self, our knowledge. I mean, infinite possibilities. We can get stuck in in a track. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm getting off the, the question, but um, self-improvement is always going to help sustainability. Yes. Okay. <laughs> That's good because I feel like you learn so much, especially if you've never done it. So, you know, you not only learn something about the sustainable lifestyle, but you also learn more about you and getting to that. You know, like for me, I used to kill every plant that came in the door. Every plant. I killed I killed uh, those uh, ones that they say you can't kill. <laughs> Is it the aloe plant? Okay, yes. I killed five of them. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I'm like, why the, you know, what is going on? Well, I found out it was my way of thinking. When it when I got it, I already knew. I, I was thinking, I'm going to kill this. I'm going to kill this. Mm. That's amazing. So I'm thinking I'm going to kill it as soon as it came in the door. But then... When I stopped thinking that I was going to kill it, I still killed it, but it lived a little longer. So it doesn't go away just like that sometimes, especially when you have trauma around something that you like. I created the trauma around that mm. plant. I know this is like really deep, but I, I don't know if people understand that or actually recognize how you can grow in doing a whole lot of things that you never thought you'd ever do. Mm. That's yep, beautiful. Know. Oh my gosh. So, 
I, I asked that. I didn't have the answer. I'm just saying, I just wanted to think what you thought about it. So let's move into, um, did you have anything else to say about that? I'm going to move. That, that was, that was really deep. I hope people were, I hope people pick that one up because that really, our thoughts become things. So yeah. that is so, if you believe yeah, I'm going to kill this thing. Yep. Then of course it's, it's dying. <laughs> it doesn't it, have a choice. It, it's going to die. <laughs> yeah. It would die before it came. It was like, before it came in the door, it started leaning. I was like, ah. And you for, know. and for the parents that are uh, listening, that goes for thoughts about what you think about your children, by the way. Like if you think, oh, you they're this mind. or that, if they're this or, oh, they're always this, like, you know, I don't want to even say it, but you know, if you think, oh, they're always a little monkey. <laughs> Right, they—that's what they will be because you. But that's what you believe that they are. Our beliefs are so strong. You know, there's an expression: you have to see it to believe it. It's actually the opposite. You have to believe it, and then you see it. Right, and then when you call them that little monkey, you're gonna be you're you're gonna treat them like that little monkey or mm -hmm. whatever you call them. Right, you know what I'm saying. So yeah. if you're saying like you know, I have a, my daughter will be uh, 13 this year, and what I don't like is when people say. Oh, here comes the mood swings and the attitudes. Well, I'm not putting that in my head. No, you know, she's gonna because, love you the whole way. Right. That's not. I'm not because I don't want to see that. So if I'm bracing myself for it, <laughs> I'm inviting it into my space. Like, it's oh, she coming. Girl. You know, no, I want her to. She's gonna be able to talk to me about her feelings. Yeah. We're gonna be have an open relation. You know, an open relationship, and and it, you know, mm. that's how I think. You know, mm -hmm. and I'm like, I'm not bracing myself for anything because it's just going to grow and our relationship is going to get stronger, you know? Yeah. So, I, you know, I don't know. Uh, I think a lot of people, like I say, that stuff comes from the outside, but you run your house. You run your house, meaning also you run your mind. Mm. So we're not taught this stuff. I wish we were. Well, we're here teaching. Here we I are. know. And that's why I homeschool <laughs> right there. Like, yeah. there it is. And yeah. then when they go out, I hear my seven-year-old say all the time, oh, I don't think like that. You know, mm. yeah, it's really good. So it. let's talk about this laughing, um, laughter, yoga. Listen, the first time. That was my husband this time, right? Um, like I said, I can edit. And you this. love them. You love them. I do. I do. I know. They're, they're my they're my peaches cream and all of types. Of, they're my worms in the dirt, girl. You, know? <laughs> you can only say that to me and mean in a positive way. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> so the first time I went to yoga, I just got back into yoga two weeks ago, half a. So. I went into this class and honestly, I, I hadn't grown in mindset. Yoga is a mindset to me. Yeah. For you know, it could be whatever it needs to be for anybody else. But I went into this class and these people were breathing the hardest breaths I've ever seen. <laughs> and I'm like, yo, chill. You know, we're like, right. This was way before anybody ever thought about you know, germ control, right? Mm. <laughs> and I'm like, I could feel your breath on the back of my neck, you know? And I really wasn't that mature about it. I didn't find it as a laughing matter. Actually, I got thrown out of the class 
because I was laughing, because I couldn't stand in my pose long enough and I kept falling and I thought it was hilarious. Mm. And here I am, 30, what, like 33 years old, getting kicked out of a yoga class <laughs> because I couldn't keep quiet because I was laughing. So when you say laughter yoga, even my teacher was really strict because the teacher that I have now, she's not like that. Okay. Um, we all laugh because we can't hold the pose long enough. You know, new people, <laughs> new people like me. But laughter yoga, how did this come about? Thank you. So beautiful. So laughter yoga is not about fancy pants or poses. Uh, the yoga part is the intentional breathing, the deep diaphragmatic breathing, and I believe the practice of yoga. So started in 1995 by a medical doctor, Dr. Madan Kateria, and his goal is world peace through laughter. Um, he was writing an article for, uh, for a, med a medical journal on laughter. And in the, while he was researching, he came across all this research on laughter is the best medicine. And we've all heard that before. And so how I was introduced to laughter yoga, gosh, about 10 years into my worm business, I think it was around 2012, or, uh, some, one more person said to me, ooh, worms in the house. And I thought, gosh, how am I ever going to put worms in every living space if people still are not hearing the message? Because if you're afraid, you're not even listening <laughs> when you hear worms. Um, yeah, and then I was like, mm, what am I going to do? How can I? This is really hard. And so I thought, okay, what can I do? And I was introduced to laughter yoga at a business meeting. The speaker did a five-minute introduction. I was like, laughter yoga, what's that? And I don't do yoga. I don't do traditional yoga. Um, <laughs> so I was like, that's cool. I really like laughing. And then I was introduced at a business networking event that same week. Hundreds of people. The very first woman I met was a laughter yoga teacher. And I was like, wow, laughter yoga is mainstream, you know, and I'm just being introduced. And uh, we traveled around that night together uh, that, at that event. And everybody we met, I said, have you heard of laughter yoga? Have you heard of laughter yoga? And nobody had. And I was like, wow, I, I find it fascinating what the universe serves up to me. Like what I, what I notice, you know, all of this stuff is available to everybody. Um, I find it fascinating what people pick up in the universe. Like what it, it's, you know. Um, mm -hmm. Exposure is yeah. everything. Right. You know, I didn't know what goat yoga was until a friend of mine had a goat yoga. And I was like, what the, and it was, you know, I looked at the video, I wasn't able to go, but it looked so much fun. And the goats <laughs> are just eating right next to you. And you're like, okay, nobody would ever kick me out of this class. Cause he is the way he chewing that grass, you know, <laughs> the, as loud as it is. So, yeah, you're right. Exposure is everything. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, laughter yoga, I loved it so much. And uh, I decided, okay, I'm going to get trained. So I got trained as a laughter leader. That's the first level. And I love that so much. I got trained as a teacher. So now I teach leaders. And, oh, my gosh, it's really has helped me. So laughter yoga is um, I, a class is half an hour or an hour, depending and there's, it's a cardiovascular workout. So it's um, deep diaphragmatic breathing, gentle movement and stretches, um, clapping and chanting. So when you're clapping, you're clapping palm to palm to activate the meridian, meridians. And it's, um, there's a mantra and words like it's ho, ho, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> and just little silly games to inspire the laughter. It's just really, really fun. Um, 
you know, it, when we're laughing, we're secreting the love drugs, dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin, and endorphins, the love drugs, versus cortisol when we're stressed or when we're in fear, we're not breathing properly. Um, you know, our brain requires 25% more oxygen than the rest of the body as an operating principle. You know, it's an answer. It's a machine, <laughs> the answering machine. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, I, I, I took a breathing class because, you know, the shallow chest breathing is just not working, <laughs> you know. So I started doing the diaphragm breath, which I knew I had already, you know, I used to sing in a choir. So we used mm. to always yeah. use our diaphragm to push the notes out. But then that's when you're being intentional about what you're doing. Mm. So just everyday breathing isn't as intentional. But what you want to do is put it in your subconscious mind that that I need to slow my breath down. You know, my son had a headache and I said, okay, it's because you're not breathing. Uh, he came to me. I said, all right, let's slow this down. Mm. You know, and then he was like, oh, mom, I don't have a headache anymore. Yeah. Because your right? brain is, you know, your brain is starving right now. So that literally. was really, literally. Mm -hmm. That's that's really great to talk about the breath work and everything like that. So, yeah, it's, I mean, it forces us because when we're laughing full on, ha 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 ha. We're expelling. So we need to at some point go, oh, right? Mm. Ever been giggling with your friends? I mean, it's it's less and less as, as adults um, because life gets serious. But that's why we need a laughter club. That's why we have to go to these things because it forces us, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's so It's like, oh, we can't laugh. There's a pandemic. It's like we have to laugh because there's a pandemic. Because yeah. if we're not laughing, we're we're crying in the corner. Cause we're so afraid. Yeah. It's so tragic. I don't, I'm, I'm usually, you know, my husband is a little bit more serious than I am. I don't take a whole lot of things seriously. Um, and I do laugh a lot. A, a couple of my videos, I'm like <laughs> cracking up in them because it's, it feels good. Like, I think, mm. I don't know if people understand laughter feels amazing. So yeah. when you're like, if I'm, if I'm trying to learn something, that's why I was laughing in the yoga class because one, I was nervous and two, it was my comfort zone, mm. you know? Yeah. So uh, I, th I think if people are a little bit, I mean, it doesn't do you any good to be frowning and huffing and puffing. So why not just laugh? But then it was like, nobody's going to take you seriously. Well, then you're not the one for me. You know, it's vibration. So it goes, yes. back, right. It goes back to vibration. If, if people are like, Oh, you're always like that. Oh, it must be fake. I mean, I had some people say some really crass things oh. when, I do, when I do lives or <laughs> yeah. like, Oh, nobody could be like that. You know, you're insane. And they crazy. tell you you're crazy. They said, call like me insane, crazy B. <laughs> right. But, but, but who's living there? Right. Bye -bye. <laughs> Well, who's living their best life right now? I mean, honestly, because I like what I'm doing. But if you want to sit in the corner and, and pout, that's you and your your growth and development. Don't, well, don't try to tell me. Let's go deep again. Let's mm -hmm. go back to that plant that you said. I'm going to kill it because of your thoughts. So you can decide to feel like, oh, I'm so scared. Oh, I'm not going out. Oh. Or you can be like, ah, ha, 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 ha. Wow. you know, if you're not taking up more space, like what does it say? If you're not living up life on the edge, you're taking up too much space. But I think we need to take up space because we're like, 
you know, so afraid. And when we're yeah. scared and, you know, uh, frustrated and whatever, we're protecting ourselves. But we need to be open because that's when we're like, oh, look, there is a world out here. Oh, look at this. Yeah. And when you're walking along the street, look at people, wave at somebody, say hello. You don't even know when we meet people, we're like, yes. wow, that's when you when you hear the coolest or when you get connected, right? So it's not what you know, like you got to know stuff. Yes, you do need to know stuff, but it's not what you know, it's who you know. And then further than that, it's who knows you, who's looking for you. Right. That's that. Yeah, that's true. Mm. Um, and if we can just... I don't know. Like I say, it's so messed up when someone sees someone laughing that they would call them a crazy bee. That's just crazy. I'm just saying, I don't, I don't get that. Like, what is it? We're not I, taught. I, I, it's, I, I was uh, shopping Instacart and delivering groceries. So when I'm in the store, I'm listening to my music and I'm dancing. Like I've been on the floor looking for stuff and I'm dancing and the man, there was a couple of people who tapped me on the shoulder and was like, thank you for that. And I'm like, thank you for what, you know, in my head. And it's like, you're having so much fun. Mm. And like, why not? Why like, not? I don't care. They, my, you know, my, my kids know if mama going, mama going to dance anywhere, <laughs> you know, or she going, if it's a song that she like, I'm going to sing anywhere. Cause then when I started singing on this aisle, I heard the other person on the other side sing. <laughs> you know, because people want to be happy, but they're but it feels like the world makes it uncomfortable for them to be happy. But that's why you got to get out of it. People are gonna look and point. Good, look and point. At least they're smiling now. <laughs> yeah, you can look and point, but you ain't going home with me. That's how I feel, and you're not gonna steal my joy. <laughs> right. You know? Exactly. It's a choice. Oh, it's, it's so it's beautiful. Really, it really is. And mm. I encourage people to laugh. And if you don't, don't take it so seriously. That vibration will bring what you need, you know, or bring, you know, what's rightfully yours in that vibration, you know? Yeah. So a little, so three questions about yourself and we're going to wrap up a little bit, a little bit. All right. I'm ready. So how do you love yourself daily? Oh, I love myself daily by, um, I have a morning ritual. It's called the joy routine. It's a little energy thing, a few little beautiful stretches. And I have a laughter buddy. <laughs> I laugh for four minutes with somebody every morning. Man, you should have saw my face when you said that. <laughs> I need to give me a laughter buddy. That's what I need. <laughs> I'll give you my number. I think I can I think my kids would just be my laughter buddy. You know, right they're on. still in the house with me. So yeah. And um that, that's awesome, by the way. Um how did you truly find your happy for yourself? How did you find your happy? Uh, I found my happy through doing mm, doing a lot of internal work. I've, I've done a lot of demon doffing and a lot of soul searching and uh, a lot of questioning, just asking, 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 what am I supposed to do? What do you want me to do? What am I here for? What, what is this all about? And how do I find, and it's not for me, it's not happy. It's joy. And the difference is happy is conditional. Like when I get something, I'm going to be happy when I get there, I'll be happy when I get the guy or the girl or whatever, I'll be happy for joy. It's like a, a, a state of mind. It's, and that's, that's where I live my life. 
um, because I think when we piece together each joyful moment with the next one, then we have a joyful day and then woo, a joyful week and a joyful month and year. And then whoop, look back and it's like, hey, that was a pretty joyful life. That's where I'm at. That I like that. Um, there was something um, we had a women. I was in a women's group a while back and they said every day I choose joy. No matter what it is, I choose joy. And um, once you get in the habit of it, it's really easy to tap into it, Yeah, you know, because um, it's really easy to see the things that you don't like. Like, of course, I would love, a, you know, love an office where I could shut the door. But I'm very happy, you know, very happy. And I find joy that even though there's background noise, I get to talk to amazing people. Mm. And I'm a person that likes to talk. So it gives me joy, not just to be saying anything, but it gives me joy to talk about meaningful things that sometimes, you know, maybe will get your wheels running about mm. you improving yourself. So uh, that's very good. Happy versus joy. That's going to be something I might bring up in some future. Because um, the way you explain that, I like it. Happy is conditional. Mm. I like that. Last question. So. I asked this question because the transition, it may take you longer. It may take you, um, it may take me a shorter amount of time. You loving you versus you disliking you. How did that look for you? What was one thing that you noticed that you had to change? And maybe it would have been many, but what is something that you knew you had to change in order to get to the state of you loving you. Mm. I had to stop being a people pleaser. Oh my gosh. Oh, cause I used to have horrible intestinal gas and always an upset stomach um, because I was going against me, you know, cause I didn't want them to not like me or woo this or that. So when I stopped, you know, when I started being more um, authentic to myself yeah. Stomach issues went away. You know, I was able to just be more, um, more authentic with myself and more real. Yeah. And it's almost like you're in, like you're fighting you to be you. Yeah. Yeah. That that's, and you know, I think it's even more challenging for, for women, for, for girls, because we're taught to be nice and look good and fit in and don't rock the boat. I mean, I hope it's not still like that, but I, I suspect that it still is. And, and some parts of the world, it definitely is. I know it. I know it. <laughs> it it's, I used to teach English. Like I said, I used to do a whole lot of stuff online. And I would talk to some of the girls. And I won't really mention the cultures because yeah. it's their culture. And I talked to them. And they would always tell me what you're saying. Like, because this is expected of me. Mm because this is expected of me. And I'm like, what a heavy expectation to have on someone. That's why, you know, even for my children, I don't expect them to be anything but themselves. And what and whoever you are, turn that into your life work, mm. you know, because oh. you will always be you will always be in love with you doing that work. Mm. But if I tell you that you have to be a certain way or you um, when I was younger, my mom told me, you have to finish college because none of us in our generation, I hated school. Yeah. But, but I did it and I felt like I wasted eight years of my life. It took me eight years to get a, um, 
to get a bachelor's degree. But that's how I had. I probably would have still been getting the bachelor's degree. <laughs> it took me 15. <laughs> yeah, well, it would have been 25 years to a bachelor's degree if my husband hadn't went and got his bachelor's degree. And I was like, okay, so we need to match, you know? Yeah. But she told me this is what I had to do. But I had so many other qualities that I could use mm. than going to school because it was expected of me. And this is what yeah. I had to do. And I had to look like this so that that person feels comfortable. Right. Yeah. Right. That's what we need to stamp out. We need to stamp that out. I think the future is hopeful, at least. So your three children are um, growing up with a wonderful message of them first. Yeah. Yeah. And this is, it's a lot of people around us because they realize what happened to them. Yeah. You know, and it's a, that's the best learning. Um, that's the best learning tool um, for me yeah. as a parent. People tell you, you don't know how to be a parent, but yeah, you know what you needed when you was a, a kid, you knew the things that were valuable to you. Mm. Now use those things that's valuable, like intentional time with your kids. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's what they like. Mm. Now, as far as everything else, they don't need you because they already know what they need to do. Yeah. Right. You just, you just be like, okay, all right, let me just keep you in your, you know, put you yeah. where you need to go. But anyway, I love, that's something that I'm very passionate about. Let a person be them, no matter what you think, mm -hmm. let a person be them. You know, no, we're not saying if you like to go outside and, you know, kill animals or something like that. I don't think that's a human nature. I don't I think either. that's a learned thing. But when we, when you're in a loving environment, I, mm -hmm. I think, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Of course, I could talk about this forever, but I'm going to say this one thing. I <laughs> saw a movie. Um, they say, oh, we were hunter-gatherers, but there it wasn't even a movie. It was a, a beautiful show about an indigenous culture. Mm. And the animal laid down for him mm. to feed him. Let me tell you, I got so emotional wow. when I saw that because it was like, I'm going to give my life to you in order to, for you to sustain yours. Mm. Wow. I'm like, think about that for a moment. I didn't have to go kill it or nothing. It came and laid down and like more than one of them came and laid down at the feet and just was like, giving up the ghosts, feed your family. Wow. Imagine. Right. Mm, I don't know. I think Oof. there's something in that, right? I think there's something in that. But anyway, yeah. I have had so much fun oh, listening too. and chatting with you today. Um, it's a little different episode, but I think it's much appreciated because whether it is if you like worms or whether you don't, and it could be something that people just absolutely hate around you. But you're happy doing? I don't understand. You know, I can't understand why you don't do it but break out of that trauma and that fear and do what you like. Absolutely. Yeah. So if anybody wants to talk to you or get in touch with you any type of way, do you have any, any books or services that you would like to promote? Go ahead and do that now. Oh, I would love to invite everyone to come and experience laughter yoga. Um, every teacher is different and I bring wonderful healing techniques, tapping and healing um, modalities. So you can reach me uh, or that my laughter club is Tuesday mornings, um, 930 a.m. Eastern. 
it's on Zoom and you can get there through kathysclub.com. Awesome. I may be showing up. Oh, I hope so. This would be great. It's, I don't want to be laughing and coughing after I get rid of this little sinus thing. You know, I want to I want to check it out. And I will put your information up on our video and on the website so that if they forget it, uh, they have it. Okay. If you're if you're not feeling well, you should come um, at least to be in the beautiful healing energy because we end with a wonderful healing meditation. I love it. Yes, and we send the energy to people. You know, we've created all this wonderful magic medicine, and then we uh, I ask people to send it to people that they know in their mind. Take some for yourself, and then we send it around the world for world peace. I love it. What day is that again? Uh, it's Tuesdays. Tuesdays at nine thirty. Oh man, we missed it. Today. We did. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I, I missed it. You didn't. <laughs> right. <laughs> Thank you so much again, um, Kathy, for gracing us with your beautiful laugh mm. and your shining light. Hold for me one moment. Okay. You heard it. You heard it. It is okay to be you. It may take some time to be you, but it's okay. Go on that journey because when you go on that journey, you'll find there are things that don't seem ordinary to other people. May not have seen ordinary to you, but we're not here to be ordinary. We're here to be extraordinary. And we're here to love our life. We're here to um, experience peace, joy, and laughter. As always, this is Jay Chatfield. Do something for you that only you will love. Have a love yourself day.